The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is TNA Knockout Gail Kim, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Hey everybody! Hi. Good. Good day. Good. Good day. Good, How good are you? Good morrow. <laughs> Top of the whenever you're listening this to yes. you. Uh, How the hell are you? I'm Christoph. Yeah, I'm Marty. It's the Rough House Podcast. Your weekly look into an ever depressing landscape of professional wrestling. <laughs> I, there's peaks and valleys, and, yes, and the peaks yes. are occasionally really high, and the valleys are really low sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you know you get. The, the little guys in there it's it's the grand canyon of um of of sports entertainment yes chris a question for you starting off here oh, I, you're gonna start with this. okay no 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 uh, no i i i got some i'll bring that up later i got you i got you chris, chris and i were talking about what we we're gonna go over the show before we started the show okay um yeah to pull that curtain a little bit back uh yeah. chris did you think we would live in a world <laughs> where not only arby's mm-hmm. but the oakland athletics we're making Kenny Omega and New Japan references I, in I 2019. The, I missed the Oakland A's one. What did they do? Uh, so the Oakland Athletics, I forget who else they played. They had a game this week in the Tokyo Dome. Okay. And they posted uh, a highlight, and they said that it was a six-star game because it was uh, in the Tokyo uh, Dome. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Might it have been Seattle? Uh, it might have been. It might have yeah. been. It was, yeah. it was. It was around Ichiro, right? Yeah, that was you know what? Ichiro I think you're right. I think announced you're right. his uh, his retirement. I believe Ichiro still plays for the or played for the Mariners. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. a little rusty on my on my uh, Major League Baseball since the Orioles have sucked all the dicks the past couple of years. Hey, they're the greatest minor league team in the Major League. <laughs> I'm still not even sure they're that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, every now and then they should swap them out with the Iron Birds and just see what happens. Um, I mean, hell, you know, let's let's do it. Hey, Sound Suns, throw them in there. Frederick Keys, <laughs> yeah. Norfolk, yeah. whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. Bowie Bay Sox, just swap yeah. them out wholesale. Bowie. Just do you say do you say Bowie purposely? Yes. As yes. In Bowie? Okay, all right. Yes. I was like, you do uh, It's Bowie, right? All right. Yeah, Bowie. Um. So, uh, yeah, I I didn't think I'd live in a world where fucking 
the A's are or the A's social media intern are is dropping right. Dave Meltzer references. Hey, but, you know, it, you it's know? just it just goes to show how um a lot of geeks who run social media accounts uh, apparently like the pro res. So you know <laughs> noted uh smark uh when it comes to the Twitter sphere. Uh and Arby's obviously Arby's really crushes it with those uh sauce drawings. Yeah. One, it's a great idea, uh, and two, it's mm -hmm. really, really well done. Like they got some yeah. top-notch artists doing that stuff. Yeah, I, I uh, read a, a joke tweet once, and really, it it's get, gets proven further and further true every year. And it's something along the lines of uh, "Welcome to Twitter." Here's your copy of the Democratic Socialist Handbook and a season pass to Monday Night Raw for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a season pass for Monday Night Raw. No, 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 no. Or <laughs> Network or on Hulu. And if you get Spotify for nine ninety nine a month, you can also get Hulu for free now. Yeah. So if you haven't changed over, you can still change and save eight bucks a month like I did. Yeah, that's uh, Spotify.com slash Roughhouse Podcast. Doesn't go anywhere. But if enough of you do, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe they will uh, come back to us. But uh, yeah, we are on the road to WrestleMania. We are on the road to AEW Double or Nothing. People are getting signed. Matches are getting announced. Uh, the the storylines are hitting their peaks. Excitement abounds. Uh, and I'm I'm going to throw out that question for you, Chris. Okay. We live in a world where Kofi Kingston is a top tier performer on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. We live in a world where Kofi Kingston is in the top angle of SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Focusing strictly on the storyline, strictly on the cave. Mm -hmm. What is Vince excuse me, Vince McMahon's reasoning for not having Kofi Kingston in the main event in kayfabe beyond being a racist old man? Uh, <clears throat> hmm. Now that's a dilly of a pickle right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to come up with an educated answer uh, to yeah. answer your question. Maybe because they're only seen as a novelty tag team to sell t-shirts in cereal box overpriced cereal boxes. Possibly. Um, maybe because in kayfabe he's never won a, a major title. So why should he have the opportunity now after eleven okay. years? Um, okay. Maybe um Maybe there's a hidden compartment back in Gorilla where Vince keeps his uh, white hood and sheets. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure, um, but yeah, it it does kind of seem reading between the lines of what's happening on yes. SD Live that that's sort of what they're going for. And whether it's a work or a shoot or a work shoot or a, a, a shot work, I don't know. But, you know, the New Day on social media are kind of leaning into it. Um, yeah. Again, it's it's all subtext and they're not overtly saying, you know, Kofi's not getting into this match because he's black. Um, yeah. And I mean, even uh, uh, Byron Saxton, who I would never point out a strong thing on commentary right. this week, he was talking about how Kofi Kingston had to work twice as hard to get half as much, which is, you know, th this unfortunate tenet of that community, you know, something yeah. that, that's said very regularly. And for me, I would feel infinitely more comfortable with this angle if. Vince came out on SmackDown on Tuesday and said, 
a kayfabe reasoning beyond. Uh, I, I'm with you that a strong reasoning would be the New Day are a joke. Right. The New Day are, are a novelty act. The New Day are there to put smiles on kids' faces and not win world titles. I'd be fine with that. Right. But without having that explanation, all you can really do is go, well, shit, Vince is a racist. <laughs> yeah, you need some kind of qualifier there. You need yeah. something to, you know, just toss us a little bone of an explanation uh, so we don't think that. Or, you know, if you're going to lean into it, lean into it 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and I say this having enjoyed this Kofi Kingston angle. I, I know a lot of people between that and the other big angle, the, the Becky uh, Charlotte Ronda mm -hmm. Rousey angle, they're kind of wringing their hands. And that isn't to say we haven't had our complaints about it on this very podcast. I've enjoyed both. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not in, coming at this from a place of, oh, the storyline sucks or whatever. I, I'm into it. I'm into Kofi having this main event. I really like Daniel Bryan becoming like a twisted mirror of who he was on the road to WrestleMania, heading towards WrestleMania 30, talking yeah. about how Kofi Kingston's a B plus player and, and can't get it done. And like it just mwah, yeah. superb stuff. And I, I really enjoyed the, the angle of the gauntlet and Daniel Bryan being at it. God, when he hit that knee, just you watch the crowd die. And it wasn't in that crowd death, like, the, you know, like they don't care. No, yeah, they, were, the, they were just disappointed yeah. beyond belief. Exactly. Exactly. And, and in turn, I really enjoyed that, but God damn, I just need Vince to give me something other than, well, he's colored. Like I need, <laughs> I need something to come out of him. Yeah. I, I really hope. And I really, I hope he doesn't use that terminology either. If yes, that's the way you're yes. going to go. That's a, yeah. <laughs> a little antiquated there, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know what? And, and I, I like it, you know, it's entertaining and you get sucked into it and Kofi, you know, really gets a chance to shine because, you know, as the elder statesman in the new day, a lot of times it was the, uh, the new, the new look, uh, tag team of biggie and uh woods going out there and getting done kofi was just mm -hmm. kind of on the sidelines so this whole you know work his way back into the match has kind of reintroduced um him to the masses of what he's capable of doing in the ring and you know a gauntlet match is probably the premier sort of way to do that and um i, I liked the way it was done you know i thought as soon as joe you know made him go night night <laughs> you know in there i figured that would be it but yeah. he he persevered and uh you know got the win on orton and then uh then then orton was the last one and then it was uh was brian yes, yes. yeah yeah so so and, yeah and i i did like orton being the last one since that call back to basically the last time kofi kingston had a taste of yeah. the main event uh yeah. and, and i'll just say it right now if uh right there in new jersey they play the new day theme. He doesn't come out and then they fucking blast the old SOS theme. <laughs> like I'm going to mark out fucking hard. Uh, 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 I just wanted to cut his last promo going into it as in his Jamaican accent. Fully, fully full circle. Realize there. Um, yeah. And you know, you kind of got to think if you, if this went the way it was originally planned, this whole story, would be Mustafa Ali instead of Kofi Kingston. Right, right. And it makes me wonder whether or not 
you know, you could plug Mustafa Ali in and still have a lot of the same subtext there uh, yeah. as as you do with Kofi. Um, so I, I, I wonder, you know, if it was kind of that plan from the start or if he just kind of morphed into this once, you know, once Ali got injured and then Kofi came in and then the crowd was super into it and Kofi Mania took over and stuff like that. I wonder yeah. what the original plan for the story uh, if if this was supposed to be Ali and uh, and Brian going for probably not into Mania because I think the plan was to have Owens and Brian at Mania, uh, right, right, so, and then Ali and and Brian back at Fastlane, which right. ultimately we did end up getting in a way, yes, um, but but yeah, uh, any way you slice it, you know, I really hope that the that we get Kofi Brian one on one, and you know, if we do. If that is where the destination is, it's not a, a multi-man to do. Like I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, speaking about exciting matches coming out of the blue brand, uh, Joey Samoe going against Rey Mysterio. I didn't know that's a match I wanted, but as soon as they announced it, I I was doing backflips. I yeah I, yeah. Uh, really really looking forward to that one. Little bummed to find out that the original plan was as so many of us, myself included, wanted. Uh, Andrade against Ray mask versus hair. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that, but Hey, why not build to say SummerSlam with that? Uh, sure. I, I, as I long as they don't can... forget about Andrade. That's, yeah. that's my yeah. worry. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like you can heat that back up at any sure. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, Samoa Joe against Ray jr. I don't know that it's ever happened. Uh, not one-on-one. One, no, not one-on-one. Um, but I, I really, really, really want to see it quite yeah. badly. I'm, I'm stoked for that. You know, and day, uh, Ray works better, you know, from, from under, uh, which is mm -hmm. against most people. So that's good for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a diminutive fellow. Uh, un poquito. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but it, but it works well. And, you know, Joe's just that, that, that evil shit kicker that I love. And, you know, they're both highly experienced veterans so both going in there with their vast knowledge of you know probably like 40 to 50 years combined between the two of them yeah uh, hopefully they give that match enough time to breathe and it's not some kind of a some kind of squash and you know obviously with the card that's going to be upwards of 16 matches i think yeah uh, that's what uh, they're saying that's what people are saying you know i'm sure three or four of them will be on the pre-show and maybe Asuka is is what I'm hearing. Asuka may end up on the pre-show, yeah. uh, which is disappointing beyond belief. Um, but but yeah, anyway, uh, Ray and uh, and Joey Samoe should be a barn burner. I just don't like I said, I don't want Andrade to get lost in the shuffle. Maybe he can have a really good showing in the Andre the Giant Memorial ba Battle Royal because I don't see him coming up with a solo match uh, between now and Mania. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, uh, but I, I'd love to see him get a good shot. Although, uh, I guess it's kind of looking like Braun Strowman is going to be the big name for the uh, Andre uh, Memorial, which is just God, how fucking yeah. sad is yeah. it? Like, if I'm Braun Strowman, shit, man, I'm just. I mean, I'm sure he's making good money and selling merch. Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. You know, he's he has a featured part on the show. But this was a guy that was groomed to be the next top guy. And mm -hmm. if it wasn't for, you know, management's decision to not pull the trigger on him when he was red hot or even when he was, you know, on the downswing, they still had time to, to make it happen. Now, at this point, he's a complete non-factor. He's a sideshow. It's, it's, it's a damn shame because he had an opportunity to be the guy. 
Yeah, uh, you know, I I remember saying after Mania last year when a lot of people were kind of mocking the angle with with him and I I forget the name of the kid. Uh, Nicholas. Nicholas, thank you. Him and Nicholas. Yes, true. Right after Eric Buchenhagen. Hey, Buchenhagen didn't win a uh, title on his first match ever. (laughs) Fair, fair. You know what? Tip of the hat to Nicholas. But... uh, I, I was saying that that Braun Strowman started to have this vibe where he could be a Hogan type, you know, yeah. the 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 hero to the kids and all these things. And it feels like, no, he's just going to be the new big show where he's just a large guy that they just feel like is a presence because of his physical presence. And yeah. they're just going to give him random things to do while never fully pulling the trigger on him, or which destroy. Yeah, which which felt like a shame with the Big Show. I know Big Show throughout his career had weight issues and that sort of thing, uh, which always kind of made his push start stop anyway. But man, Braun really felt like he could be someone, and yeah. and I'm sure almost anyone in the WWE, you put the right booking behind them, you can make anyone a top star again. Look at Kofi Kingston yeah. as an example. But God, it, it just feels like a, a missed opportunity already. Um, Another blue brand match I want to talk about because we did get to talk about it last week is a match on paper I wasn't looking forward to, but the presentation so far has got me very into it. AJ Styles against Randy Orton. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those matches where you look at it. I was like, well, yeah, I guess that match makes sense. But, I, you know, when, when it was first announced, I was like, okay, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. But I, I will say to the credit of both of those guys and whoever is is in charge of putting it together, um, the, the promos leading up to it, uh, both guys have really been on their A game. And, you know, when it, we always say whenever you get a motivated uh, Randall Keith Orton, that's that's where you need to be. And he seems uh, seems like he's got a little bit of fire in that that uh, washboard belly of his. So, uh, <laughs> so good on you. I'm sure Justin's pants flown off anytime he sees him. Oh, um, absolutely. He still is number one as far as I know. But uh, yeah, AJ one announced he resigned for an undisclosed uh, number of years mm-hmm. uh, and got a new puppy at the same time, which was a yeah. really clever way to uh, to to announce his resigning. <laughs> Did you see Sid and Cara's tweet? No, I didn't. Sid Cara, who also had been reported as resigning, right. went to Twitter, posted a photo of his new puppy, and indicated he has not yet resigned. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have thought Sid Cara had a face of uh, a sense of humor being without a face because <laughs> that's, that's true. Cara means. Um, okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. cool, cool. <laughs> but the thing about AJ and Orton that is interesting to me, I, I didn't really think about it. Is they are although. Uh, they've been, they were separated between WWE and TNA for a very long time. They're yeah. almost contemporaries. Yeah. They're of a similar age. They came up in main events at similar times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they both were like these super rookies that people paid a lot of attention to. There are parallels between the two, although AJ always seemed to have to work harder to get right. that which he's received over the years. Uh, something that he seemed to point out in his his fire promo battle with uh, Orton last week on SmackDown not yeah. this past week. Um, but uh, I, I hope this is the motivated RKO that we want. Yeah. And uh, if we get it, him and AJ should be a really great match. I mean, AJ has always been a guy who kind of surprises me with how good a match he has with different guys. I love yeah. his matches with uh, Roman Reigns, for example. Yeah. 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 Um, so really, really looking forward to that. And, another because i didn't 
I didn't think this was gonna be a big SmackDown show. Um, uh, another SmackDown. Well, it just shows you how much SmackDown has their shit together that these matches are already already together and 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 leaving forward. And before we move on to the next yes. one, I'm just wondering what's going to be the the special RKO du jour. Is it going to be from a sorry? Had to reset. Phenomenal that. forearms. Spring springboard 450 RKO. That's what I was going for there. I, I I was thinking phenomenal forearm and RKO, but you do posit an interesting one with a with a did springboard they, 450 RKO. They kind of already did that at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, he was kind of right. like you're right. He kind of like caught him on the ropes, but he was he wasn't full in air. So I guess they could still do the full in air one. Um, yeah. But yeah, one it has to be a springboard something because AJ likes jumping off of things. Oh, un- undoubtedly, RKO likes yeah. catching things. Yes, so. uh, into RKOs. Uh, all I know is yeah. if I'm uh, Randy Orton, I'm busting out that tape of best DDP diamond cutter positions. <laughs> Just watching that <laughs> on a loop and trying to think of something new and different. Hey, um, he usually does too. He's pre- the one oh, with yeah. Seth Rollins. It's it's probably the one with Seth Rollins and the one with Evan Bourne that are they're never going to be touched. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely one in one a. Uh, I feel like there's probably other ones that I'm sure people are yelling at their podcasting device. Uh, there was one on Christian uh, onto the steel steps um, that was really good as well from a SummerSlam, I believe. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And Christian, by the way, if you're listening, which I know you're not, um, he's my new favorite uh, podcaster. Yes. He's fucking hysterical. I'm, I, I, w- I took a while for me to get into the ENC show pod, but um, their Undisputed month with talking to each member of Undisputed Era. First of all, Bobby Fish is hilarious, and I had no idea. Um, and two, <laughs> Christian is fucking so funny. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about his stupid, dry Canadian humor that just reaches into my soul and, and tickles my funny bones. Well, hello there. Uh, but but I love it. So anyway, I just needed to get that out there. No, no. I always love hearing uh, some pod talk here on the podcast. Um, so... <laughs> So as, as I was saying, another yes. SmackDown angle, which is surprising me by how much I'm enjoying it. Miz turns out can cut a fire babyface promo <laughs> just as well as he cuts a fire heel promo. Yeah, I, I love a lot. It took him a very long time to get there, but well, holy shit. I love a lot of what's happening with that, mostly on the Miz side, because, you know, you kind of think of... <clears throat> Miz's history in the past couple of years has been tied around Daniel Bryan yep. and the fact that for the longest time, Daniel Bryan was the baby face and the Miz was the heel. And as soon as Bryan turned uh, heel to restore balance in the universe, you had to have his mirror image go the other way. So Miz right. turns face and turns out can be actually pretty sympathetic when he, when he wants to be, you know, the, the, you know, I, I groaned a little bit at the daddy proud thing because the dude had already headlined a WrestleMania. So, I mean, yeah. if dad wasn't proud at that point, then it's whatever. But, <sighs> oh, that was juicy. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think I heard something <laughs> fleck on the back of your teeth. That was, That's, yeah, that was, uh, that was my crunchy peanut butter and jelly sandwich I had before we recorded there. Nice. Yeah, grape jelly, crunchy peanut butter. 
perfect combo. Um, but yeah, so the Miz being the <clears throat> the mirror version of Daniel Bryan works really well, and you know it kind of makes um, PR sense to have. Miz kind of be a sympathetic person right now because you're pr- promoting the second season of uh, of Miz and Mrs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it, it all it all kind of came together and and did well and you know it kind of proves that the Miz is a pretty good actor and can say you know say his lines and and get his promo out there and get the crowd behind him and and build that sympathy for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he's always been such a natural heel that I would have thought. Uh, almost an impossibility, but it, it just felt so natural, so real. And hey, the the crowd seemed one thousand percent behind him. Honestly, I even kind of liked the Shane McMahon promo uh, from the week before. Um, and Shane's a guy who's kind of hot and cold on promos. There are times yeah. where I think he's very good. There are times where it's like, oh, he's sleepwalking through this. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought that was one of his stronger performances. So uh, I don't know how the match itself is going to be, uh, but. So far, the build's been very enjoyable to watch. Yeah, no, it, it's been it's been fun. It will be fun to see. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of fantasy booking this in my head as we go. So they're having their match, and and um, Mr. Miz uh, is at ringside, and uh, you know, comes out to throw himself in front of his son to take the coast to coast uh, <laughs> that Shane is no doubtly going to attempt. And then fucking Vinnie Mac's music hits and Vinnie Mac comes out as, you know, to fight and then like throw down with Mr. Miz. And then it just becomes a scrum between the four of them. And I, I, I'm a hundred percent into that. Um, I know it will never happen, but fantasy booking in my head, I want, you know, uh, cause you, you know, Shane wants to be, you know, Vince to be proud of him as well. Oh, he yeah, say yeah. it, but internally, you know, that's what he's thinking. Um, so yeah, to, for Vince to do his strut down that very long ramp um, without tearing a quad or two uh, would, would be great to see him. Plus I just want to see Mr. Miz get punched again. Cause uh, that's kind of, that's kind of where my head's at. Well, speaking of fantasy booking, Chris, it appears our fantasy booking is also now a monkey's paw because <laughs> Monday night on raw, we got the <laughs> announcement of who Kurt angle would be facing in his retirement match. <clears throat> and it's Baron Corbin. Yay. Okay. Said no one ever. So <sighs> break it down. I, all right. I, I you know what? I've said I've said a lot of good things about WWE so far this week. Here comes the grumpy bits. Uh okay. So storyline wise, Kurt Angle wanting to get revenge on Baron Corbin makes sense. Sure. Baron Corbin being the guy to retire Kurt Angle, not so much. So they announce it. The crowd goes mild. The crowd turns almost. Yeah. And then you have over the rest of that segment uh, and even moments throughout the show, the commentators audibly shitting on the announcement that it's going to be Baron Corbin. This has to be a bait and switch, right? It has to be. I I can't imagine this being it. Now, whether, you know, Corbin gets replaced or the way I see it going down is the match happens. uh, Angle gets a decisive victory very quickly. But then somebody, you know, he says something like, this is all you got. This isn't going to be my last match sort of thing. And then the horns hit. 
Out comes John Cena. <laughs> Louis Armstrong? Yes. <laughs> 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 Fuck, that hurts. Uh, <laughs> um, so, no, John Cena. That would be uh, ah, okay. horns. <laughs> horns, hip hop. Uh, <laughs> And then out comes John Cena, and then they have a you know a seven minute little back and forth. They both get their shit in, and yeah. you know, you know, Angle picks up the win, and everybody goes out happy. That's yeah. that's best case scenario. Yeah. Worst case scenario is well, I guess worst worst case scenario is Corbin wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Second worst case scenario is that initial scenario, but instead of horns and hip hop, we get the dong and a dead man creeping his way to the ring for a fucking probably terrible four minute nothing well that does raise the question as to whether or not we're going to see the undertaker at wrestlemania this God, year i hope not i if rumors are to be believed the next time we're see the undertaker in the wwe is in may when they go back to saudi arabia cool i won't so, be watching anyway so <laughs> yeah perfect. exactly uh so uh that i think is kind of weird to have a, a mania without taker just because win lose or draw it's always been something that's been presented to us uh and uh yeah it, it'll definitely feel like something's missing even if it's to the card's benefit yeah and you know i i'm, I'm trying to think of it this way from a from a, a financial standpoint so uh undertaker is expensive this has been widely yes. uh established and i feel like with the Saudi shows that, you know, that's the blood money coming in that they're getting paid for it. So that's not really coming out of Vince's pocket at WrestleMania. Yeah. Vince will be putting out his own money for the undertaker who just kind of did a little defection on him uh, when he was announced to be a star cast uh, for this uh, new upstart promotion. That's uh, going to be challenging them at least, you know, on paper. So maybe this is a, uh, you know, uh, no, I'm not going to give you my money, but you can take some <laughs> blood money sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I'm thinking about Vince, a lot of Vince, Vince is involved in a lot of stuff right now. He is. It, it's, it's a little strange that in 2019, Vince is still such a key part of yeah. the on-screen product, uh, especially considering how much he gets like antsy about commentators seeming old and, and that sort of thing. I mean, that, that was the reason why he fired Jim Ross all those years ago was he thought he was too old to be on screen. And apparently that's why Michael Cole's got a foot out the door because again, quote unquote too old i don't think cole is really that old um, no he's he's uh, as far as i know he's significantly younger than jr was when jr got the axe so right you know, right and lawler too and jbl was old too they were you know it's not like yeah yeah i don't know i mean but you know tom phillips significantly younger even though he mm -hmm. has urges to face fuck people uh yeah. which i'll never forget which is the fucking greatest thing ever uh and uh you have the other guy vic joseph you know nigel is there you got you got mm -hmm. some Corey graves brings that young flair and then you've got oh, Renee yeah. bringing the uh the estrogen to the table um so you know the, the 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 announcing staff is is okay i guess if cole leaves the oldest guy there would be morrow but morrow's nxt so he's kind of safe mm -hmm. at that point Right. Uh, so speaking of people who have been behind the commentary table lately, uh, uh, excuse me, Beth Phoenix. Yes. Uh, yeah. Easy for me to say. Beth Phoenix uh, making her official return. Yes. To team up with Natalia. Okay. 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 This is Bill. I'm with you. Yeah. To go against Sasha and Bailey. It's not going to be just them. This is going to be a multi-team match. It has that's, to be. That's what I'm assuming because yeah. 
the Iconics beat Sasha and Bailey on SmackDown, right. so I assume they're going to want a piece of the women's tag titles. But the way it was announced was just very strange that that the first team to sort of put their hat into the mix was Natalia and Beth. Like, I, I, it just kind of felt like, well, we should have, you know, the sisters of Samoan destruction put their name in first. And then, yeah. Beth or, and Natalia want a piece of it. Or Beth and Natty take care of the uh, Samoan sisters of terrible hair and over uh, achieving for what they're qualified for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a really long name, but I think it's going to catch on. Uh, so, yeah, they should have had a one on one match aside from a couple little uh, fights in and out of the ring uh, before that happens. So, if I had to guess right now, it'll probably be uh, Divas Doom, Samoan sisters of overachieving and uh, terrible hair and uh, Bailey, Sasha, and the Iconics, which kind of leaves out the opportunity for an NXT team, yeah. Sky Pirates, exactly. uh, to get in there, which would have been, been pretty great. Um, but then, you know, then, then you would have, if you had the Sky Pirates there, one that would have had to been taped on NXT already to build to that, which I don't mm-hmm. recall reading in the spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, and two it may telegraph <clears throat> that w- one of those two won't win the fatal four way yeah. that's happening at takeover, which, you know, could low key be a killer match. Um, you know, and I think either one of them have a really good shot of winning. Cause I don't think Shayna Baszler is walking out of takeover the champion. Uh, I feel like Baszler is, is ready to come up to the main roster, especially if Ronnie's hitting the bricks so she can, she can fill in uh, that spot and be, you know, as good as heel as Ronnie has become, Baszler's even better. So, oh, yeah. so that's kind of where I feel like that's going. But anyway, back to circling back to the Divas of Doom and Sasha and Bailey. How not good was that tag team match on SmackDown? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a, a polite out. It was a polite reminder that the Iconics are great at character work. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I don't. I remember them being better in the ring. I don't know if they just didn't have time to like go through the match or or, or whatever. I don't know. It's, there was some miscommunications and some slop in there. It just uh, it was it was a bit disappointing. I was like, oh, come on, girls. Yeah, yeah, not not really the best showing for any of them, uh, yeah. which is unfortunate. Again, mania season, everybody trying to to really stand out and look great. But, uh, you know, I'm sure if they're doing this fatal four way between the Iconics and the sister Samoan sisters of I mean, them yeah. and uh, uh, <laughs> the Iconics, the the Divas of Doom, everybody probably being better with uh some practice i'm sure that match is going to be choreographed a bit in advance yeah, yeah i'm okay with that tammy jacks let's call him tammy jacks <laughs> tammy jacks that's it i like it it's i like it a lot tammy yeah. jacks it is yeah after so after tammy one tammy two and diane uh ron gets to tammy jacks that is a downgrade, man. He goes from Xena to them. I know, right? <laughs> what, what cruel fate have you befallen Ron Swanson? <laughs> he'll be okay. He'll figure it out. Okay. He'll okay. build a he'll build a canoe and push him out to sea or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they'll get stranded in the middle of a national park because neither one of them can swim. And they're used to being on islands because they're Samoan. <laughs> but not really. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm running out of I'm running out of juice here. Uh, so, uh, continuing on the commentator talk, uh, AEW apparently bringing back two names 
with legacies behind them in the world of commentary. Uh, Jim Ross has officially said he is in talks to right. join the yeah. AEW broadcast team, but officially announced is Tony Schiavone is going to be involved in AEW also. I missed that. When did he announce that? Uh, it was uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, uh, he man, really released a video on my radar on the YouTube. Okay. Uh, so kind of weird uh, that they would have both of them. I don't know if they're both going to be a team. One's going to be uh, like a backstage interviewer or, or what the plan is. Uh, I, I mean, Shivani has been pretty good since coming back into the fold and he's doing MLW. MLW. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, JR kind of hit or miss if they want to have him as a prestige announcer to call main events or that sort of thing I, i'd be cooler with that yeah um i'm not really sort of chomping at the bit for a full-time jr commentary return yeah but you know we don't know what the schedule for AEW is going to be either um, that's true that's true so, you know it, 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 it could work out but yeah I, i'm i'm pretty much uh, in line with your opinions there on terms of that and you need i feel like you need some some fresh blood in there to go uh and and kind of counter or add to so i don't know who they who else they have in mind uh for that but uh you know if they bring in um who they so they had at the at all in they had excalibur and um ian ricabani yep from from roh yeah and uh and uh what's his face um don callus callus right mm -hmm. yeah yes so. I don't see Callis doing it because he's yeah he's impact. impact. Rickabani signed an ROH deal extension. Yeah, so yeah. Excalibur could be an option. Right, right. And I had heard that Alex Marvez, who has hosted the press conferences so far, was supposed to be part of the team. Okay. So um, I, I, I and I had heard Excalibur was in the mix too. Uh, although he's been popping up on some New Japan Cup commentary as of late. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm not quite sure how it's all going <laughs> to suss out. I'm sure uh, as the weeks get closer to uh, Double or Nothing. Yeah. Uh, we'll know. Two months away. Yeah, just two months away. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, we'll know uh, who will be in the commentary booth. But AEW actually announced their sh third show on Saturday night uh, as at C2E2, the big Chicago comic convention. Uh, Cody and the Young Bucks, not Cody and the Young Bucks, sorry, Omega and the Young Bucks uh, were there. They had a panel and they officially announced that All In 2 will be coming once again to the Sears Center uh, in Chicago. So. Yeah, so I, yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of took double or nothing as all in too, but I guess right, they wanted right. to save the the you know the brand all in for uh, for the Chicago show. Are they doing it Labor Day weekend again? Or um, I can't say for sure. I just know that they confirmed that all in okay. two was going to be back in Chicago. That right. makes sense though, uh, cause it sounds like they have uh double or nothing in May, the Jacksonville show in July. So that right. would put it, you know, all in two in September. Yeah. Um, and hopefully by then we'll have an idea of when TV is going to start for these guys because yeah. they're picking up names. Yeah. Still no TV yet. Uh, this week they just added two more women to the women's division. Sadie Gibbs, uh, who is best known for some Twitter issues with Will Ospreay. Uh, and, <laughs> And her time in stardom uh and also uh for the impact fans ally got signed this yeah week. i like ally she um if, if i'm not mistaking my women wrestler she used to wrestle in the indies as cherry bomb yes uh, i believe you're correct and i remember seeing her at a few mcw shows and uh that ace is uh, a <laughs> choice so yeah I, I i like her and uh happy that she uh she got the opportunity so yeah they're they're building their uh, their division there which is good um 
And uh, I guess they're they're doing. Are they? Do they have they announced a match with them for uh, Double or Nothing yet, or are they just announcing talent? Are they doing a? What are they doing? Uh, they they have not announced a women's match okay. from what I recall. I feel like they're building to something with Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray. Okay. Um, but nothing for Allie or Sadie Gibbs yet. Uh, okay. It was officially confirmed, though, that the match between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros will be for the AAA tag titles. So the AAA relationship definitely being represented on show number one for AEW. And that's kind of indicative of what's going on because i figured that they would be debuting some kind of aew tag championships for those two to fight after but no it's uh they're not they're not bringing out their own they're going with the triple a ones right here so that's uh that's an interesting wrinkle in this whole thing as well but you know if you want to get that uh that synergy going that's a good way to do it because that's going to be if not the main event one of the main events uh of that show for sure absolutely couldn't agree more uh i know that this week they were hinting towards the uh, AEW championship title. Apparently, it's supposed to be very large. That that's pretty much all they they said. A new uh, big gold it, belt. It, it, pretty much. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, what specifically it's going to look like, but there's some 80s Mid-South belt that's supposed to be based Modeled on. After, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they continue that mixture of pushing wrestling forward while honoring the past, yeah. which which I do enjoy. Yeah. Um, so uh, speaking of what's going on with with the indie wrestling world, all eyes now because WrestleMania is happening. It's also towards Mania weekend, mm-hmm. and that takes us to the MSG show, yes. ROH New Japan. Your boys are going to be there, and yeah. the card is continuing to fill out. As they announced, uh, Dalton Castle will be facing Roosh. Uh, that should be great. I'm actually... Yeah. I'm actually pretty stoked for that. I love me some Castle. How is is he like back to 100% here? Oh god no. God oh, no. Okay. Uh, right. I I he's back in the ring, yes, but I've seen uh some stuff from recent Ring of Honor shows and yeah, dude should be out longer than he was. Dang. Which is unfortunate. Um yeah. but uh I feel like him and Roosh uh cuz that's <laughs> hey, that that that's the way people say it. I like saying uh, it that way. Uh they they could have a match built more around their individual charisma, yeah. which will add to sort of that, that buffet feel of the show. Yeah. I, I, I want a little bit of everything on that show. It doesn't all have to be uh, big time title matches. Although hinted at for a big time title match at MSG, not official yet. Uh, Kota Ibushi called out Tetsuya Naito for an IC title match. And I think odds are pretty good. That's going to be at MSG. And I think odds are pretty good that I am going to pass out to all of the blood, leaving the rest of my body going straight into my penis. I feel bad for the people in the row in front of us. We're going to get constant barrages of boners on the back of their heads from, yeah. from what's happening in that, yeah. this show for us. Wrestle geeks that will be sitting behind them. Yeah. That match uh, should be great. I think there was a, a post-match angle at one of the nights of the new Japan cup this week where mm-hmm. uh, Naito like, you know, Ibushi's down on the on the floor and Naito's just like, you know, stopping his head or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. Please, yes, give it give it to me. If neither one of them are gonna be in the main title match, then yeah, yeah, let's uh let's get this shit happening here. Yeah, and it also struck me because I'm gonna be taking a, a train into New York the day of the show. Odds are pretty good. I'm gonna find a wandering Kota Ibushi in Penn Station. Just <laughs> he doesn't know just where he is, he doesn't know what's confused. going on. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's I like here. Coda, yeah, come uh, here. Come on, buddy. I'll I'll, I'll take you to the show. Yeah. Come on, Brad. Yes. 
Just grab <laughs> grab onto my arm. I will walk you in there. Yeah. He's like he's like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> he's like a, a gorgeous Japanese uh, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> I couldn't be more into it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I gotta say my favorite part of Mr. Magoo was when he was doing moon salts off of things and shooting fireworks at the same time. <laughs> shoot sir. Shoot sir. Shoot sir. Shoot sir. Shoot sir. Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yes. Let's make that uh, happen. <laughs> Also at MSG, it's now completely official as a New Japan Cup hit its finals in the wee hours of this morning. And apparently it was a barn burner as it was Sonata against Okada. Yeah. A match I really want to watch. Although yeah. I heard uh, Ishii against Okada from the day before was just as good. Yeah. Um, Okada is going to be in the main event going one on one with Jay White for the IWGP world title. I got to say, though, as much as I think. Okada can, you know, manifest destiny once again, prove he is the the, ace, the current ace of mm -hmm. New Japan and make it rain in New York City. Jay White hasn't had an official title defense yet. It would be very right. strange for him to lose in his first defense. Yeah, it would. And uh, you have to, you know, put Gato's long-term booking into, into mind here. You know, he probably has a plans through next Wrestle Kingdom, uh, you know, jotted down in his little black book right now. So um, if, if Jay White is going to be you know, the next, uh, American guy to be, or not American, uh, non, non Japanese guy to yeah. be, cause he's a Kiwi, um, non Japanese guy to be, you know, at the top of the card. I feel like he's going to be there for, uh, for a hot minute. So either way, the match should be outstanding. Um, very much looking forward to it. Jay Wright, Jay White is really, uh, really, really come into his own, um, mm -hmm. given this brass ring and he's definitely running with it. And Okada, you know, he, you'd have to be, you know, dead to get a bad match out of him so yeah it's, I'm, that's pretty much where we need to be i'm pretty sure okada could carry me to four and a half yeah. like <laughs> yeah you're probably right yeah you're yeah. probably right yeah you, it, you'd be hurt a little bit. bit you'd be a little oh, sore yeah. afterwards it's gonna be a lot of risk control or let's be honest i'm just gonna keep holding his hand because he's so yeah. pretty as <laughs> that next year's bracket we're going to do the prettiest asian wrestlers it's going to be all dudes <laughs> and kota bushi's going to win oh man don't 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 tempt me with a prettiest wrestling bracket oh my god we we'll do it we'll, we'll have different divisions for each yeah. region yeah you gotta have we'll yano against ishii at some point in the uh in one of the one of the regions of the bracket there <laughs> I'm, I'm all in on this. We have to make this happen. Oh, so. my God. Oh, my God. That reminds me, Chris, uh, I, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but how how is the Mania bracket doing? It's going well. I think we uh, find our last member of the Elite Eight uh, over the course of today uh, or Sunday. I believe uh, the Elite Eight bracket will be ready to be announced uh, Monday midday. So uh, then we'll start those matches and uh, and go through. And uh, there's some good ones. Uh, some, so there was a couple shockers. Um, in there, I believe, let's see, 31, um, beat 13. Oh, wow. Good. Um, uh, let's see what else did I remember off the top of my head happened. Uh, I think 18 beat 19 mm -hmm. and destroyed 29. Um, and six beat 24, if I remember correctly. And, and seven X seven, 17, uh, trounced three pretty handily as well. 
Oh, wow. I remember correctly. And 30, I believe, beat 25. So there there were been a couple upsets in there. Um, this is all just going off my memory. Uh, I think I could. I think I'm right about those. But, uh, yeah. you know, obviously, you can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the roughhouse podcast and scroll through and see what's one. And uh, like I said, the Elite Eight will be announced on Monday. Moony. Yeah, I, I definitely thought WrestleMania 17 was going to end up being our eventual winner, uh, but I thought that the 17-3 match was going to be a bit more tightly contested. No, it was pretty lopsided. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I find that surprising. But, I mean, also it probably says a lot about, you know, the the shift in ages. I feel like a few yeah. years ago, how you done this, three might have, you know, stood more tall or at least yeah. put up more of a fight. But I think 17 looms heavy in, in the modern era of WWE because it really is sort of the the prototype of what the current WrestleMania is. Yeah. The big stadium, the big names, etc. So, yeah. And I believe our last matchup today or Sunday is uh, 21 versus 26. So that okay. should be uh, that should be fun to see who who pans that out there so yeah i'm, I'm enjoying it people uh people having a good time voting and sharing their opinions there's a couple uh couple old he- old heads in there that are you mm-hmm. know shocked that uh six and three are getting wiped out so so easily but uh you know uh the smart smarks talk you know yeah. yeah that that they do and uh one thing that smarks have been talking about this week that i wanted to get your opinion on chris guy. there this you go guy is apparently NXT is now the home once again of managers. Yeah. The internet got in a tizzy because Stokely Hathaway of, of evolve fame uh, uh-huh. was signed. Uh, he's now uh, officially debuting on the Florida shows under his real name, court Moore. Uh, oh, he, that's his real name. Okay. That's his, that's his real name. A lot of people thought it was a rib on court Bauer of M- right. MLW and former WWE writer fame. Uh, but that's actually a shoot name. Uh, he has been placed as the, uh, agent, I think, okay. uh, they aren't calling him a manager. They're right. not calling him a manager, but well, don't call Paul Heyman a manager. He's yes, an that's advocate. true. He's an advocate, yeah. uh, but he's the agent of Baba Tunde, the seven foot tall guy who, uh, Leo Rush used to be the heater for. Okay. All uh, right. You can't teach that. No, you can't. You can't. It's impossible. Uh, but also, uh, Robbie E from Impact. May- yes. Yes, indeed. Robbie E from Impact debuted under his real name, Robert Strauss, okay. as he is, quote unquote, a brand manager. And he's also looking a lot like Tony Khan from AEW. Hey. Uh, so that's two prominent managers getting uh, a lot of focus from WWE. So I have to ask you, Chris, do you think this is going to start an influx of managers? And if so, how do we get Justin Schlegel in front of the right eyeballs? Man, I'm telling you, that would be uh, if if there's anybody perfectly suited to do this, just look at his work uh, with the King Ryan McBride and MCW uh, can control a crowd and he can keep PG. He can go PG 13. Uh, He'll go NC 17 if you need him to. Yes, he Uh, can and will. (laughs) <laughs> he is uh he is perfect for that um i don't know how we get those eyes in front of him but uh maybe we just tweet barrage we set up a uh you know hire schlegel hashtag and just tweet mm-hmm. highlights of him uh at mcw to uh anybody in wwe um but uh that would that would be good i will say um i feel like stokely hathaway is such a great fucking name i don't yeah. know why they didn't and nothing against his real name uh but man that's a solid. That's a solid name, and it's something that sticks in your head a little more than court, whatever. Court more. Yeah, 
you know, it's it's his name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I get it. Uh, but uh, you know, if it's and if it was evolve, you know, they have such a, a pal around um, relationship. I was I'm I'm just wondering why they didn't stick with Stokely Hathaway because I I do I do like that name. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the same time, he could be Stokely Hathakovic. There's there's any number of different ways they could have gone with it. Hathakovic. <laughs> uh, but he is such a great promo. He's such a, yeah. a great personality. I mean, he's great on Twitter. Uh, he's he's great at Twitter, which yeah. is very important in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just the that dude's face alone is worth every penny they're paying him. Let alone the fact that he's got the gift of gab too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I hope that uh, th this is definitely the beginning of a new era of managers. Because, I mean, wrestling in the 80s, that's what it was. Everybody yeah. had a stable, you know, whether it was like the Heenan family or, or uh, Four or Horsemen, the, the, the Four Horsemen, the Stud Stable, the yeah. Jim Cornette's menagerie of different talents that he managed over the years. I, I like – Yeah, the Dangerous Alliance. Perfect example. I, I, I like having these – characters who build their rosters of talent because yeah. it, it gives people uh the ability to grow and learn but it also gives people uh, uh the ability to to uh accentuate the positives while hiding the negatives you can't cut a promo cool this guy will and he'll get all the heat in the world for you so uh I, I i hope this is the beginning of a new era of managers yeah it's funny thinking back to like when i started getting into ring of honor and um tomaso champa was being managed by prince king nana and uh barrister yeah. rd evans uh in there as well and now just to think of what champa has accomplished uh on his own coming from you know having one or two people talk for him uh back in the day it's just kind of you know being around that sort of thing and, and i don't know how good or bad a promo champa was back then but you know being around that sort of thing and seeing how people do it is it's a learning experience as well from people who are you know are, are gifted with the ability to speak really quickly and well and wittily and and stuff like that that so uh you know i don't think everybody's gonna come up uh with a manager but i feel like you know inserting a couple of them in there just to add a little extra flair you know and if it's somebody like a leo rush who is kind of like a a mouthpiece but also can get in there and get tossed around or go into 205 and do some impressive shit as well um you know stokely halfway can can take a bumper five and oh, uh, yeah. you know robbie rob rob as well so so yeah it, it i'm for it um i think it's a good idea and you know it's kind of smart for them to do that because you know you have if you're going on this hiring spree and getting all these people you need stuff for them to do so this is yeah. a good thing for them to do yeah I, i'm right there with you now chris an important question sort of as a follow-up to that and and sure, our long-term yeah, sure. planning do you think you can fit in a carry-on bag um no is okay. this a quick answer? Okay. Why do you ask? Where are we look, going? If they sign Schlegel, we got to get our asses to Orlando somehow. <laughs> I'm not paying for a flight. We got it. We got to get put in a box or something. You, can you FedEx yourself? Is that something that's possible? Can I just um, throw one of those FedEx forms on me, put myself in the box, and then let it go? No, but I'm pretty sure the USPS is so desperate for business that you could do that there. All right. Well, guess guess what? As soon as we're done recording, cover myself head to toe in forever stamps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Glorious. 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Are you a professional wrestling manager who's looking to take his stable to the next level? Are you a Kim Chi looking for his Kamala? Are you a Bobby the Brain looking for his head shrinkers? Are you a slick looking for his Akeem the African Dream? Parts unknown. I'm Grand Safari Master Rick Dombrowski, and I personally track down each of those gentlemen in Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown. You can charter Parts Unknown Safari Company to take you deep into the heart of the blackest jungles, most uninhabitable rainforests, or lava-stricken island wastelands. I'll find you mysterious warriors, primal cavemen, and voodoo shaman who are willing to give wrestling a try. Parts Unknown. Because everyone knows the best warriors live in Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown Safari Company is located at 4598 Walnut Creek Boulevard, directly behind the Westchester Mall, adjacent to the Bed Bath & Beyond. Remember, every Tuesday night is free hot dog night for the kids.